you're listening to this, you're a mortgage professional who's probably wanting to scale your business. After 12 years of being in the trenches as a mortgage pro and nearly 180 interviews with top-performing loan officers and mortgage brokers, I've distilled the best ideas, strategies, and tactics into an eight-week program called the $25 million Blueprint. If you're wanting to take your business from $10 million a year to twenty, or if you want to go from twenty-five to fifty, this is the program that will help you scale. Step by step, we're going to show you exactly what the pros have done so that you can get there too. Go to mortgageblueprint.io to find out more. That's mortgageblueprint.io. I love mortgage brokering, episode 49. Want to rock your mortgage business? Then crank up the volume with your host, Scott Heckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hi, Broker Nation. I am thrilled to introduce our guest today, Sarah She Sarah is a mortgage broker with TMG Mint Mortgage. She's based out of Saskatoon, has been a broker for six years, and her ability to market and communicate her brand is ridiculous. Actually, that's how I found her. Absolutely love all of the stuff that she creates online, and I'm stoked about this interview today. Sarah, you ready to rock? I am ready, Scott. Thank you. Awesome. So before we get into talking about the brand and how, how to communicate it, I want to just find out about you. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure, yeah. So like you said, I became a broker about six years ago and really found that I loved it and got right into it. And soon after that, uh, found that I had a whole lot more inside of me that needed to come out. And so we got together and uh, and put together our team and, and Mint Mortgage was born about a year and a half, two years ago. And we've kind of been working on that ever since. And that's been my baby and I think what we're going to talk about today. And so how, where did you come from before the mortgage business? Because no one comes out of kindergarten and says, I want to be a mortgage broker. So what was your path to the Except broker my business? Kid now. <laughs> yeah, my path, I, was, I worked for Scotiabank. Um, and while I was working for the bank, I was also a bartender. Um, and Scotiabank gave me a lot of what I needed to be successful in the broker world. But if I had to draw on any experience, I'd probably say the bartending did more for me than the, than the bank stuff. Um, and I kind of went through the went through the ranks in the bank and knew that's not what I wanted to do and had made some connections in the broker world with my position there. And when I had my uh, fourth child, that was when I decided to go full-time brokering. Right. So you went from bartender to banker to broker. So it's all the BBB. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Okay. So before we dive into your story, I'd like more, I'd like to ask about a success quote because I love how quotes take an idea and distill it into something that's portable and, and that you can sure. memorable. So can you share a quote that's really had an impact on you? My favorite quote and, and one that I like to live by is, you don't have to be ill to get better. And that's an awesome quote. You don't have to be ill to get better. So can you give me an example of how you have applied that to your business recently? You know, it's kind of just a, a thing that we always do. I don't know if I can be specific with it other than to every day just uh, challenge ourselves and look at what we are doing and um, understand that even though it's pretty cool, we could make it better. And how do we improve um in all ways, how we talk to people, um, how we interact with industry partners, with our clients, with each other, and then every day just challenge ourselves all around to to continue to grow and, and to be better at, at what we do. Right. So uh, that can you give, I, I'm going to push you a little bit on this, but can you give me like yeah, something yeah, that you made recently, maybe that was working okay, but you kind of, you, you know, yeah. made it better that... Sure. Trying to give how to word this without going into too too much boring specific detail. One of our initiatives for 2015 that we decided to go with as a team, um, we were looking for different ways to use business to help solve or help ease some social issues um, in our area. And we had come up with numerous ideas and had settled on one. And we were all really excited about it. Um, and we thought that it was great. And there was really nothing wrong with it. And it was good. But as we went on with it, we kept uh, challenging ourselves and said, you know, what would be cool if we did this. And then it eventually morphed into something that was completely different and far superior 
than what we had previously and what we had started out with was really pretty cool, um, but challenging ourselves to continue and grow with it made it into something that we're going to be super proud of when it does come out. And knowing that when it does, we're not just going to set it and forget it. We're going to continue to look at it, um, continue to evaluate how it's working and how um, what, what we're doing and be open to being able to change it without right. thinking that uh, that it was a failure to begin with. Right. It's, yeah, you're never done. You're yeah. never, you're never, it's never there. You're That's always right. trying to, to push yeah. the envelope and make it better, easier, more clear or whatever, yeah. the, if it's communication. So I know another thing that's happened is, as a mortgage broker, a business owner, I'm sure this has happened to you, but failure does happen. It's not fatal, but when you look back, there's always a lesson in the failure. So can you share an example of something that yeah. you'd failed at, but looking back, there was a lesson for you? Sure. Well, speaking from a brokerage point of view and and managing a brand, I would say that one of the things that I really failed at was um, figuring out what I'm good at, what our clients wanted, and and how to roll with that. And instead, just sort of looking at the existing model and what I thought I was supposed to do. And uh, I think a big part of that was, oh, I need to find an office. We need a fantastic location. Our physical office needs to look beautiful and we need to have all, you know, all the best and coolest things. And I need to bring on all of these people so that we can have a huge team and, and have big volumes and, and sort of got into that game. And uh, and I've realized that after I sort of uh, was able to let my own way of doing things come out and really listen to our customers, I realized that probably could have been done a lot better. All the money that was poured in, into the building and into the physical office could have been put to a lot better use. And uh, building a team or, or building my business by just adding a bunch of people um, really, I don't think, was the way to go for us. Um, and I've, I kind of learned that and keep that in mind as we're, as we're going ahead. And as we, you know, as we decide where we're going to put funds and, and what we're going to look like one, two, five, ten years from now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good advice. I know I'm the same kind of, I'm the type of person who likes to, you're very, you sound the same way, like to innovate and come up with new ways mm-hmm. to do things. And sometimes there's, yeah. you, there's things you can learn from the old model, but there's, you also have to pour yourself into it. And when you do, it may not look like the old model and that's okay. Yep. Yeah. And I love what you're doing with Mint Mortgage and the, yeah, like I, I'm showing my wife the other day. I'm like, check this out. This is so sweet. Look at their business cards. They're ridiculous. <laughs> There's like somebody with like a fire, a, a, a hose and a... I love our business cards. Your business love cards them. are killer. So like they're... Fun coming up with those. They are. They're awesome. So maybe I'll get a little, you'll send me a picture of a couple or a link where I can share it so other people can get inspired because they're just, they're so unique that Definitely. I... I I don't even, I currently don't even have business cards, but I want them now that I've seen yours. So I have a business card envy. <laughs> you know, we had a lot of fun putting those together too. Conrad's was one of my favorites. He called me up. It was late at night and he told me what he was going to put on his. And I was like, oh crap, I may have to come up with something super good now. It was, uh, you were trying to one up each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we had a lot of, we had a lot of fun with it. That's yeah. awesome. So I've also noticed talking to successful brokers, they have systems and processes. And I think we're going to talk more about on the brand side of it. But so can you share an example sure. of an administrative process or something that wasn't working as well as you'd like, and then a tweak that you made in the outcome you got? Yeah, absolutely. So I noticed that uh, communication, in order to have a successful team, that communication was going to be key. And that uh, sort of the old ways of doing things weren't really cutting it. And so we created a very simple intranet that uh, we use to communicate here in our group, we call it our uh, water cooler, um, and that really helps communication. Again, going back to the you know challenging ourselves to to be better, um, we work to figure out uh, how we can better serve our customers if we can communicate well and uh, to make the end result, the user result for our customers, um, better. 
and um, and something that's enjoyable and for them. So we also um, are completely online or paperless now, I should say, online but completely paperless. And the communication system that we have set up with our paperless paperless system um, allows us to be able to seamlessly interact with the customers and give them the best experience possible. So instead of uh, one of the challenges when you're an individual broker is that you know it's you. Whether you, you know, got somebody to cover your desk off or not, it's just you. Um, versus when somebody goes to a bank, they can walk in and, uh, you know, if your personal banker isn't there, somebody else can cover off for them and kind of step in mm-hmm. and see what that's about. So we, we created a, a better communication system here for us to be able to do that as well so that clients just can call call Mint and be looked after without having to worry about tracking down a file or an individual broker. And that's something that uh, we've been working hard on this past year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really that's a really cool initiative, and I could see. Yeah, that's great. You know, I recently went and bought a yeah. cell phone, and I just realized how awful the cell phone buying process is. Like, it takes a couple yeah. hours, and you're like messing around. And then you got to fight with them about. And I wonder though, because it's. I wonder if the mortgage process is a lot like that for people, where it's like, man, this is. How do we make it less frustrating? How do we put ourselves in their shoes sometimes? Because yeah. it's we forget, Are you right? Camp, Scott. What's that? Did you go to camp? Did you go to camp? I did not make it this year. No. They had an interesting stat. Um, I forget what the percentage was, but the number of people that would rather go and get a root canal than apply for a a mortgage than go through getting a mortgage. And it was astounding, that number. So clearly, no matter how easy we think we're making it, there's a a different perception out there. And that's the one that we have to listen to. Yeah, the the process is definitely a little bit broken. And so I've been thinking about that a lot too. So awesome. That's great, great insights on that process. So now I'm going to switch gears to marketing and sales. And I know that this is another area you're very strong at. So can you share an example of an area of your business that for that you were doing some marketing or sales, and maybe it wasn't working as well as you'd like, and then a tweak that you made and the outcome you got? Yeah, I think consistency there is the key. We were doing a lot of different things and kind of throwing stuff at the wall to see what would work. And, uh, well, let's do this. Let's try that. Let's maybe go to these people and see what they can do. Let's go to these people and see what they can do. And instead, we created solid partnerships and consistency across all fronts um, so that whenever anybody encounters Mint or, or talks to somebody or sees our you know web presence, calls in, sees one of our business cards, our customer loyalty program, um, anything like that, the contests we run, they're all very consistent and the experience is the same across the board. And and that was huge. I never would have guessed um, how much people notice it, um, whether they're aware of it or not, but how many people notice it and comment on it. Um, and and it, the result was a growth in, in business where, you know, somebody would say, oh, well, we saw your business card and then I saw your commercial and then I called your line and we'll get people calling our one eight 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 number and hanging up and calling back just because they like the message and they want to hear it again. Um, and when they see that it's consistent across the board like that, they can sense that it's authentic, mm-hmm. you know, that we're genuine. And I think that comes with finding, you know, what you love and, and what's unique to you and, and, and rolling with it. So and that's like I said has resulted in a in a huge change in the way we do business here. And I guess that goes back to the failure. The bigger you are um, and the more independent people you have that come on board, it becomes more and more difficult to provide that consistent experience. That's why we're looking at different ways to make sure that that happens and 
communication and consistency is key in that. And people notice for mm-hmm. sure. You know, I'm going to call as soon as we're done this call, I'm phoning your 1-800 number and I'm going to listen to this message because you're like, <laughs> okay, I know. You don't have another line you want to call right now? <laughs> no, actually, I don't. I don't think I, I can. I don't know how to do that, but I want to hear it because yeah, okay. so people listening to this, you're probably going to get us when this interview goes live, you're probably going to get a spike in calls from all over yeah, the place cool. from mortgage that's brokers cool. going, what is she doing over there? So hope that's yeah. okay. Yeah, I know. I would love that. Call us. Hit us up at, uh, at hi at mintmortgage.me and try us out. That's okay, us. that's awesome. And so I'm going to... Yeah. I'm going to switch to a little bit to diversifying. So an, another area that I've noticed talking to successful brokers, they there's this kind of two camps forming the need to diversify your income. They say, yes, you should get share wallet. You yeah. got the client's attention. Another camp says, no, focus on brokering. I just wanted to know where you fell. And then if you are looking at diversifying, what area you're focusing on? We're not looking at diversifying at all. One of the huge inspirations that I've drawn from is uh, David and Goliath, the book by Malcolm Gladwell. And he talks a lot in there about, you know, fighting Goliath on, on his own terms. And if we're going, you know, toe-to-toe, fist-to-fist with Goliath, we'll lose every time. And if you start adding and adding and adding, my viewpoint is that you're going toe-to-toe with Goliath, which would be the banks in this case. And so what we've tried to do as a group is identify what our slingshots and our blocks are as brokers. You know, what are our assets? And, and we feel that those assets are that we're small. Um, we can be creative, we can innovate, and we can then implement that innovation um, to respond to the market very, very quickly. So our slingshots are stones so that we can sort of stay ahead of the curve and not be bogged down with all of the stuff that comes with being a, a Goliath. Um, you know, tying yourself to programs that you now have to, like proprietary programs that you have to change and maintain and, and administer um, or other areas of uh, business, be it insurance or, you know, whatever it is, credit card um, investments, um, any of that sort of stuff um, comes with their own sort of unique set of issues. And it makes it very, very difficult to turn on a dime. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and to innovate and, and to change and, and grow, try new things and respond to what your customers want. And at the end of the day, if your customers want that huge thing, that huge beef, um, chances are if you go up against Goliath, that's what they're looking for, you'll lose anyway. Right. Yeah. You got. You don't have to fight the battle the way that they want to. to sure. They want to. So yeah. change the game a little bit. So how do you balance? You've got obviously you got your mortgage, your personal mortgage practice. You got your company that you're growing, Mint Mortgage, yeah. and then you've got family. And so how do you balance uh, all of these things together? Any? How, how are you doing that? Prioritize. Prioritize and just tons and tons of hard work. So figure out what I need to get done in a day and make sure that those things at the top of the list get done. What I also started doing about. I don't know, a year and a half, two years ago, I've got a, a cutoff time for when I'm no longer a broker and I'm just a mom and a wife or a friend. Um, and I keep my weekends and my evenings for that. Um, I've been very lucky, of course, when you start um, and you're on your own. And that's a very, very difficult thing to do. But I found that I was sort of dropping some balls. You can't keep them all in the air. So I figured out what my priorities were, what I wanted to focus on. And then I just had to accept that some of the other stuff was going to fall by the wayside. Some of the things that I used to do, I'm now not able to do. And I can sort of wax nostalgic about it and and remember those uh, those things that I used to do. But to get the important stuff done, identify it, um, prioritize, and set aside specific time. And knowing that it will be hard and that you're going to want to check your phone, you're going to want to check your email. Um, but uh, actually, I got a little bit of a wit of wisdom when I was at camp. A friend of mine was quoting another broker um, that told him there's no such thing as a mortgage emergency. And uh, and that really is true. Something can wait a few hours until the kids get into bed. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Yeah, yeah that's that's total. That's good advice. There almost needs to be like a calendar coach, you know, somebody who because I know the, the the biggest thing that I struggle with. One of the things I struggle with anyway is just managing that time of time blocking, and you almost need like right. somebody who can coach you and keep you accountable on sticking to your calendar. Because if you just did that, like most we know, most of us know what we need to put in our calendar on a weekly basis. It's just how do we make sure we yeah. actually do the things we said we we're going to do because if we do those things how does it all get done yeah and then and then somebody checking on you going hey did you do it and you're like no no uh you know i got distracted and so anyway yeah i'm gonna google calendar coach and see if there's anything time blocking yeah set aside yeah set aside specific time where you're working you know whether you're working from home or you're in your office set aside work hours and differentiate i guess is what i've come to realize that i need to do and Mm -hmm. that's kind of how i've done it and you know, I'm not gonna lie. I always keep one eye on the one eye on the phone. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say always, but often. You know, if uh, if I'm getting a, a text or a call, I'll kind of take a peek at it. And um, you know, if it's somebody from the team that needs me or or something like that, I'll take a second to take a second to respond. But you know, for the most part, there are, there are no real emergencies. Mm-hmm. It's tough not to be reactionary in this business, right? Because you're on everybody else's schedule. If it's 10 o'clock in the morning and those people are putting an offer in, that's the most important thing in their universe right at that moment. Mm -hmm. And they need you. You know, in their world, they need you. So, and if you care about them, it's tough not to be like, I'm here for you. I got your back. You know, meanwhile, your husband is watching Walking Dead all by himself. Right. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to move to rapid fire questions. You can answer these with shorter answers if you like. So, what's the number one thing holding back most mortgage brokers from being successful? Uh, I would say themselves they get in their get in their own way how we define success for ourselves and uh, I think we in this industry tend to define success by volume and if you're not doing that then we see that where we tend to feel that we're not successful and I don't think that that's the case right following your passion and doing it makes you happy mm-hmm. should be having measured success so what one thing or habit that you think has made you successful learning not to care what other people think learning just to follow my myself I had this little mini universe inside that wanted to get out and I was trying to restrain it with suits and big words and flyers and that sort of thing and just let that go and love myself and I guess yeah following following what I believed in right that's good I had this Scottish coach once tell me that his grandfather used to say what other people think of you is none of your business and I just (laughs) I, I, I love that I can't do a really good Scottish accent but I just love that idea that like you know um, we sometimes get too hung up on what other uh, people's yeah. opinions of us when we should just follow our heart and do what we think is the, the right thing. Do what and- you want to do. Well, and a sidebar to that, I would agree completely with your Scot- Scottish grandfather, right? Seth? Yeah, Scottish. I would agree yeah. completely with him. But I would also add to that, that people are not thinking about us anywhere near as much as we think they are. People don't, other people in you know large part don't really care. They've got their own stuff going on. Yeah, that's true. So, what do you have an internet resource or software program you use to make your business more successful? Google. <laughs> Is that an answer? That's an answer. <laughs> yeah, I would say we've really learned over this past year um, to draw on on any and all sorts of technology. We uh, more than anything we Google to find out how to do things, how you know how things work, look at reviews, things like that. But in terms of stuff that we use in the office, our primary programs right now that we're dealing with are uh, Basecamp. We've got our water cooler internet that I was talking about, Ring Central for our phones, and then a bunch of just sort of smaller apps that we play with and that 
uh, work together. So where do you think the industry is headed? Where's the opportunity? I think the opportunity is uh, communication, innovation. Um, I think the, the industry going forward, we're going to see a, a really cool mix of uh, mixing the human experience with technology and providing a completely a completely unique but superior experience for clients who are demanding that from even the smallest service providers. And I think the real key to going forward is uh, is going to be who's going to communicate in the best way possible, who's going to listen, and who's going to provide. Right. And so this is the last question, one of my favorites, the DeLorean. Remember the movie Back to the Future? Yeah. And so the DeLorean, you get in the car and you can travel in time. So if I could set the time for six years ago and you could sit down with yourself and give yourself three pieces of advice so that Mint Mortgage would dot me would be bigger and better today, what three things would you tell yourself? <laughs> Oh, you know, I I kind of I was thinking about this, and I, you know, and all I uh, I would only just have one piece of advice: just breathe, relax, breathe, breathe. Don't breathe. You don't need three. You just sit down, and tell yourself, <laughs> no. breathe, and then your 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 younger breathe. self would say, yeah. "What what am I supposed to do with that?" <laughs> just well, I don't know. My, see, again, I'm speaking from personal experience. So my younger self had like a million things in my head, you know, gotta do this, gotta do this, gotta do this, gotta do this. And I think that I would have just said, you know, just relax, just be who you are and it'll be okay. Just follow that. You know, actually, I'm going to add a second one. Work your ass off. Okay. Work super, super hard. Okay, you just got me an explicit rating just so you know. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Did I? No, Can you fine. bleep it? No, it's okay, wait, let's try it again. It's Work fine. your... There you go. <laughs> okay, well, Sarah, where can people find you online? Uh, they can find Mint online at www.mintmortgage.me. And um, are you guys hiring? We are always looking to talk to like-minded people. We don't have any ads up or anything, but uh, we always love to connect with people. Awesome. Well, anybody listening can get links to to Sarah, to her website. Uh, I'm also going to try to get her, hit her up for some pictures of her business cards. So you can check those out. And Sarah, I have really appreciated this interview and I hope you continue to rock the rest of this year and next year and keep crushing Thanks. the branding. Back at you. I think what you're doing is awesome and I love it. So I wish you all the best and, and then the year to come too. Want to rock your mortgage business? Then crank up the volume with your host, Scott Peckford on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation, Scott Beckford here. Have you joined our VIP club for mortgage brokers yet? If not, you're missing out. We share exclusive content not available on the web or the show. We share scripts, step-by-step -step guides, and other insider tips to help you save time and make you more money. I can't tell you how many times after I turn off the recorder, a guest starts sharing some awesome advice or a script or, or a tip, and I take the best of this and share it with my VIPs. If you want to get on the list, visit ilovemortgagebrokering.com slash VIP. That's ilovemortgagebrokering.com slash VIP. Oh, and one other thing, since this is exclusively for mortgage brokers, there is a skill testing question. Good luck, and I hope you continue to rock your mortgage biz.